Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You know what? That's all fake news. That's all fake news. That's all fake news. I don't know why you keep trying to defend yourself. You were the only one that didn't understand that we were going to be in studio yesterday. Everybody on the Greeny Show unit knew it. Bubba knew it. Cam knew it. Even Greeny knew it. Everybody knew it but you. Liam knew it. Everybody knew it but you. But no, you want to be the Aaron Rodgers of sports talk radio and point the finger at everybody else rather than pointing the thumb. Shame on you. You know what I'm pointing the finger at now? Sal pal, Sal pal, Sal pal, Sal pal, Sal pal, Sal pal. Antonio, ESPN NFL reporter, host of NFL Matchup. It is a ratings juggernaut these days, and it has been picked up. Uh, just the numbers are way up because of all the interest that has been generated this year. Would love to see that the other day, Sal. We appreciate it. How you doing, brother? Hey. It's because of support from guys like you, and thank you for being friends at the show. We really appreciate it, really seriously. Uh, we, we love uh, that we get so much love on ESPN Radio, especially from you guys. Sal, let's just start with where you are right now. You are at the NovaCare Complex, which is the Eagles Complex, about a half a mile away from Lincoln Financial Field. What is that scene in South Philly going to be like tomorrow night, about 27 hours <laughs> well, from now? As we, like to, as we like to call it, it's the confluence of I-95 and the Schuylkill Expressway, the concrete <laughs> of South Philadelphia. <laughs> and listen, here's the funny thing. So I'm rolling in here this afternoon, and I get stopped by a couple of guys outside of uh, the, the link. And they're all in line next door to go get tickets to the Philadelphia Wings game, which is the professional lacrosse team that's playing at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm like, you know, cuz, what's going on? Why are you guys buying tickets for that? They said, because we ain't going to the game. We want access to the parking lot so we can tailgate at 7 a.m. for a game that starts at 8.15 p.m. I said, oh, I gotcha. Man, this place is going to be whack tomorrow if guys are tailgating 12 hours before the game. Oh, that stadium is absolutely going to be juiced up, Sal, and I'm excited to see that atmosphere. But everybody wants to know, is Jalen Hurts going to have the juice tomorrow night? What's the latest on the injury front with Jalen Hurts? And how is Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen feeling about their signal caller's health? Well, Chris, they didn't practice today. Today's a day off for the players. The players went over to the team hotel momentarily ago, so a couple of months moments ago, went over to the team hotel, and, and they're getting ready for the final team meetings before bed check tonight. So, uh, you know, the last information that we have is the best information so far, and that is in practice. Everyone uh, says that he is throwing the ball well, moving well, uh, that's what we know. He's not on the injury report at all. Doesn't have any injury designation. But, and there's always a but, the question is, what will he be like? And we will watch him very closely tomorrow in the warm-ups, and we'll watch him very closely in the first quarter. 
you know, he led the NFL in 31 air yards per touchdown pass last year. What does that mean? He likes to air it out. He likes to go deep, explosive plays. If we don't see that tomorrow in the first quarter, we'll know there's a problem. They have five design run plays for him per game on average. If we don't see the design run game for Jalen Hurts, we know that their restrictor plate is still on Jalen Hurts. So it'll be evident right away. If he's putting the ball in the belly of Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenny Gainwell and not willingly participating in the run game, we will know that he's got a problem. And the Giants are going to hit him. They all talked about it this week. You know, your, your buddy Leonard Williams, here's the quote. You got to take the right angles and put your body on him and tackle him strong. Try to fluster him when he's back there standing in the pocket. Make sure he knows that you're there. What was the word you used? Check the oil? Yes, sir. Yeah, check the oil, right, Chris? That's it. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, host of NFL Matchup. Kenty and I have been arguing about this the last couple of days. Can the Eagles win the game if they don't have that that option with uh, with Jalen Hurts running the football as much as he usually does? I believe they can win the game, but they would be much better off if he was a willing participant in the run game. I just covered the Giants last week in Minneapolis, notwithstanding the fact that the defensive coordinator of the Vikings just got fired at Donatelle, and you never want to see a coach get fired, but, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line in the NFL. The Giants played with a lot of fight in that game. Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson, shutting down Justin Jefferson in the second half. So people want to say, well, you know, it was just the Vikings. But, you know, the last time I looked, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the, in the National Football League, and he had four targets for one catch in the second half of that game. If you look at the last play of the game, when Xavier McKinney tackles T.J. Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins wanted to go to Justin Jefferson, but Adoree Jackson was covering him so well, he didn't pull the trigger and wound up throwing a ball that was well short of the sticks. And so, to me, when you look at the Giants – there are certain players on the team right now that are playing their best football at the best possible time. Let me go through them. First and foremost, you have to start with the defensive line. You know why? Because Chris Candy's on the show, and I'm never going to disrespect Chris <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Dexter Lawrence and Sexy Dex and, and, and Leonard Williams are playing really, really well right now. It, the tape is very evident, Chris. I mean, it really is. Uh, they're exploding off the ball. They look like they are playing uh, like, you know, five, six, seven weeks into the season, not 18 weeks in the season. McKenney tackling hard. Dory Jackson really covering well. So you look at those four players on defense. And then Isaiah Hodgins. I don't know where this guy came from at Oregon State, but he always seems to be open, and Daniel Jones always seems to find him. And Darius Slayton. Uh, is doing a tremendous job over the middle. And, of course, Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones nearly played a perfect game. And I I love this stat that was given to me by ESPN Stats and Information. It defines clean games as those in which a starting quarterback had zero interceptions and zero fumbles. So Daniel Jones in his first three three seasons, guys, had seven clean games. Seven in three seasons. No interceptions, no fumbles. Under Brian Dayball, Jones had nine 
clean games this season, wow. including the playoffs, including against the Vikings, more than any other quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, coaching matters in this league, and Daniel Jones has responded to the coaching. Sal, one of the things that I thought the Giants overall did a great job of on the offensive side of the ball was winning first down against the Minnesota Vikings. They had eight plays of 10 yards or more on first down, including Daniel Jones being able to have seven rush attempts on first down. Does it need to be a similar game plan in terms of the Giants trying to dictate the complexion of the game by winning first downs and staying away from situations where that Eagles pass rush can get heated up? Well, absolutely, certainly. But I think the uh, the flip side of it is, if you want to flip the script, Chris, is I think this is a Saquon Barkley game. Mm. Uh, 100%. I do. Uh, I, I think in this particular game, you look at what Washington did on Monday Night Football when they came in here. They ran the ball on the Eagles. Yep. They ran right at them. And, and it forced the Eagles to go out and get Sue. And Linval Joseph, I know you know Linval very well, and he's a player, no question about it. And he has become a, a, an instant leader on the team. So uh, they they will attempt to run on the Eagles. Uh, they want to stay out of third and long, second and long. I get that, but they also want to eat the clock, and they also want to control field position. And I think to me, this is a Saquon Barkley game without a doubt. And I would throw the ball to Saquon. You know, Saquon, when you look at him right now. It's tough to tackle him. He he just looks super strong, super committed on a mission. Uh, you can got, tell when guys, you know, just have that extra pound in their step, and he's got it. Sal, you said something earlier on Get Up this week. You said the Giants have definitively found their franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. What is it that you've seen from Daniel Jones this year that has you convinced that the organization should be sold on him? Well, first and foremost, when John Mara was in the post-game locker room, he said to the tabloid writers after they beat the Vikings, we're back. And the reason why they're back is because of Daniel Jones' performance. And you know the Mara organization. You know the Giants organization, Chris. And they like to reward those who come through for them. Correct? Am I correct about that? They, Absolutely. They like to... Take, they like to take care of their own there. They always have. They don't walk away from them. Might you agree with me or not? I agree. Okay, and I swat. I look at Daniel Jones. So when Dave Gettleman drafted him, there was a lot of skepticism. There was a lot of up and down years. A lot of games where you questioned it. He went through the baptism by fire, came out the other side, took the hard coaching from Brian Dayball, and said, okay, not only can I take the hard coaching, but you can see the results. And the results are there. You went on the road in a hostile environment uh, against a team that won 13 games, and you do it with your legs and you do it with your arm. Go back and look at the film of Daniel Jones. Look at, just look at the highlight. The ball comes out of his hands, explodes out of his hands. It's on time. It's accurate. He's a very good ball handle. I don't know where it came up with that behind-the-back handoff. No, you know, Statue of Liberty, line. baby. <laughs> I mean, really, come on. And it was deathly executed perfectly. So he's shown that he's – here's the thing. He looks and acts like a CEO on the field, just like Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen is the quarterback of the future here. He's tough, just like Jalen. 
super coachable, just like Jalen. I think you have in these two quarterbacks, Hertz and Jones, two franchise quarterbacks that are going to face each other for years to come in the NFC East, and I cannot wait for this football game. Sal, I want to shift gears just for a moment. I know we're talking about playoff football, but the coaching carousel is starting to spin now with a lot of teams that have vacancies looking to interview prospective candidates. And I just wanted to ask you, looking at divisional round weekend, seven of the eight coaches that are participating in divisional round weekend are oriented on the offensive side of the ball. What impact do you anticipate that having on owners and general managers who are going to be involved in looking at these coaches for filling their vacancies? Well, it's very rare that they hire defensive coaches. Robert Sala is an outlier. So um, that's, that's one. <clears throat> Pete Carroll has always been an outlier for sure. And, you know, he's the example that, hey, you can get it done if you've got the right quarterback and the right offensive coordinator who are married at the hip. So uh, that's always been a major influence. You know, it's hard to find guys who can run offense, design offense. Look what Doug Peterson did. He came right in there. Doug's a designer and a play caller. And he turned around Jacksonville, 3-14 and 14 to the second round of the playoffs. So that's a major influence right there. Andy Reid coached up Doug Peterson to be the coach that he is. Brian Dayball. I mean, it, it go through it. Brian Dale has transformed Daniel Jones into somebody who was skeptical, people were skeptical about, to people now are talking about him being the future of the franchise. So the evidence is overwhelming. Um, I don't know what the Jets are going to do with their offensive coordinator's job, but boy, oh boy, I hope they're on the phone to Greg Roman quick because Greg Roman can coach offense. Sal, awesome stuff. Enjoy it tomorrow night. Thank you, gentlemen. You're the best. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it very much. Always. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, host of NFL Matchup. There was an awful lot there for you. Yeah. An awful lot. But here's the thing. What I find fascinating is what owners and general managers are looking for in head coaches nowadays. Mm. And then you get the news this week that Sean Payton is reportedly seeking a contract paying him $20 million a year to return to coaching. It's unbelievable. Well, is there the possibility that another one of those jobs opens up after this weekend? Mm. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I believe the 49ers suspected that the Cowboys were going to win. D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan started cooking up. The San Francisco 49ers. Everything they do from an offensive and defensive perspective travels. At some point, we got to see Brock Purdy. For them to win a championship, he has to make championship throws. To their credit, they haven't had to do that quite yet. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, your quarterback just played his best game of the season. You might have had your most complete performance as a team. You can't wait to get back out there and do it again. Look, I think a lot of us believe that Mike McCarthy saved his job last week by finally getting, well, not finally, but by winning against Tampa on the road. But what happens this weekend if things get ugly? Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's not out of the realm of possibility that this is a game where people could look at it. You gave the number earlier, 75% of people on the money are betting 
on the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Yeah, against the spread, 75% yeah. of the cash coming in to bet this game is on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the line is only four, Carlin. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You're on the other side of three, but the San Francisco 49ers have looked dominant on both sides of the ball since Brock Purdy took over as the starting quarterback. And you're talking about an all-time great defense. Canty, it does not mean to me that even if they they won last week, but they got destroyed this week, that Mike McCarthy is 100% safe. Well, we talked about it after the game, Carlin. What did we really learn about the Dallas Cowboys off of that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We learned they could beat a bad football team. They beat a team with a losing record that limped into the playoffs that played in quite possibly the worst division in all yeah. of football in 2022. Yeah, a, a, a defense that was really underachieving a lot of the season. And, and an, an offense, offense that fired their coordinator right after the game. And they did it when you don't even factor it. People are complaining about the, the play calling this year. Never mind the offensive line issues that they had all season long. That didn't have to do with play calling. That had to do with personnel more yeah. than anything else. And then the biggest issue is Todd Bowles, your head coach. Yeah. What has Todd Bowles won? In five full seasons as a head coach, Carlin, he's 32 and 49. But that being said... Do you think Jerry's safe no matter what? No, Jerry's safe. Uh, John, Jerry, 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 let's me. be clear. Jerry Jones is safe. Yeah. Is Mike McCarthy safe? Is Mike safe? McCarthy safe that, from Jerry Jones that, no matter what? I, I don't know, Carlin, and I want to lean towards saying yes, but it just depends on what this game looks like in San Francisco. And we just had Doug Kazarian from our Daily Wager crew jump on with us, and he was talking about how he thinks the rest disparity in San Francisco's favor looms large. The 49ers have a two-and-a-half-day rest advantage against the Dallas Cowboys, and the 49ers are by far the more physical of the two teams. And so, so we'd be naive to think that that's not going to play a factor in how this game unfolds. And again, let's give the number, because it bears reminding people of it all weekend long. Going into situations like this in the playoffs, teams that have two less days of rest and are on the road again are 9-24 and 24 in those games. Yeah. 9-24. and 24. And here's the other part to this equation, Carlin, when we start talking about McCarthy's job security. The L.A. Chargers are hanging on to Brandon Staley. That's been the job that Sean Payton has been linked to the last couple of years, ever since he stepped away from the New Orleans Saints, because people believed he wanted to coach Justin Herbert. That's now off the table. Mm-hmm. It feels like of all of the potential vacancies that are out there, if the Dallas Cowboys job becomes available, knowing the love affair that Jerry has with Sean Payton, there's a clear and obvious opportunity to upgrade if you're Jerry Jones to take advantage of this core of players while you still have them. But it's clear and obvious to us. Is it clear and obvious to Jerry enough where he's willing to cede control? Because that's what it's about. Will he cede control to Sean Payton to call the shots? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us up on the Canty and Carlin call-in line on this very topic. Should Mike McCarthy still be safe if the Cowboys get blown out? And should they just go and chase Sean Payton and give him what he wants? Because clock's ticking. Clock's ticking across the board. For Jerry, for the Cowboys, for the window, all of it. Clock is ticking. 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open. We will hit them in moments. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. But I'll say this again, and I like to say this quite a bit during the show. What do we like to do? We like to make people money. And you know what we got this weekend? We got some very intriguing propositions. Yes, bets. sir. Oh, yes. You know what that is? Uh, it's a spicy meatball. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. In four minutes, we make you money. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget to tune in to a college basketball doubleheader tomorrow. Kansas hosting TCU, followed by Tennessee at LSU. Coverage begins 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Select. ESPN radio stations. Canty, let's hit some calls. People have responded. Let's do it. Chris up first in North Carolina on ESPN radio. Christopher. Yes, sir. Have at it, my friend. Hey, love you guys. Hey, look, Sean Payton ain't going to the Cowboys this year. If Jerry Jones can live with the Cowboy Nation, can live with Jason Garrett going two and three from 2010, 2019. A one-on-one playoff record ain't going to dismiss McCarthy. It's not going to happen. But the problem is, I think Jerry, if you gave him some truth serum, knows that he stuck with Jason Garrett way too long. That's number one. And number two, I would think the patience is probably a little bit lessened considering where he is in life. Yeah, there's that part. He's got urgency. Jerry Jones ain't buying no green bananas. But we also have to pay attention to recent trends, Carlin. You're talking about since 2015, having a head coach within the first three years of being with the team take them to the Super Bowl. Think about it. 2015, Gary Kubiak. 2016, Dan Quinn. 2017, you've got Doug Peterson. 2018, Sean McVay. 2019, Kyle Shanahan. 2020, Bruce Arians. And then last year, Zach Taylor. So we've seen coaches within that three-year window get the team to the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy to take this team with this core of players in this specific window and win a championship. A one-and-two playoff record in the first three years ain't what Jerry Jones envisioned when he hired Mike McCarthy. Mike, North Carolina next, ESPN Radio. Michael. Hey, guys, a um, couple things real quick. I think McCarthy has not done anything to uh, justify his firing. Um, you know, the old cliche is coach is coach, players play. And as far as Sean Payton, I mean, what would you, I think he's overrated. What did Sean Payton do after Drew Brees left? 
That's my take. What did Sean Payton do after Drew Brees left? You think Drew Brees was everything? You want you want to know why they didn't win more with Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees took every penny. Because they didn't have an opportunity to go out and sign big-time free agents. They drafted well, but it's not like they were able to put the pieces around because Drew Brees never took a discount to stay the quarterback. They won a Super Bowl there. Sean Payton is regarded the way he is because of the level of success that they had a long time. And, and there's a reason why he might be asking for $20 million a year. Because he it, might get it. Listen, it was a damn miracle what Sean Payton did with the likes of Trevor Simeon, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill being his starting quarterbacks. What did he do? They had a winning record. They were 9-8. and eight. Did you see the New Orleans Saints this year? How'd that look? <laughs> did you see the Saints this year? They were oh a 7-10 ball club. That's the difference in coaching in the NFL. And that's the difference this time of year. He started a game with Ian Book last year. That's fair. Ian Book! That happened. Come on! That actually happened. Jeff in Texas next on ESPN Radio. Jeff. How's it going, fellas? Good. How you doing? Good. I think uh, no no matter what happens this weekend, whether we win or lose, I don't think Mike McCarthy will get fired. Or the only way that Mike McCarthy would get fired is if Dallas didn't win a Super Bowl, and even if so, Jerry Jones is just too uh, too uh, ego uh, centric, and he won't he won't uh, release control to anybody. So he's got to have a puppet, somebody that he can control. And besides, Sean Payton wants uh, wants to bring his own defensive coordinator, and Jerry Jones ain't gonna let Dan Quinn go. So. It's it's irrelevant, so I don't even know why the discussion is uh, coming up. Well, I think we're having a discussion because of the expectations that we have on Mike McCarthy. And keep in mind, a playmaker, Michael Irvin, said coming into this season that in order for Mike McCarthy to keep his job, that he had to make it to conference championship weekend. Well, we're not there yet. No. It's still the divisional round. You're going to argue with what Michael Irvin says? And here's the other thing. Dak Prescott going head-to-head against Brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback, the last pick in the NFL draft. The quarterback that Jerry Jones paid $40 million a year to. If your head coach can't put together a game plan for Dak Prescott to outshine Brock Purdy and be the difference in this matchup, then there's something really wrong. And guess what? Jerry Jones, the owner, ain't going to fire Jerry Jones, the general manager. But he can fire the head coach. So that's the question that we're all waiting to see get answered. We're not afraid to tell you when we got something right. Wow. You were right. Or wrong. It's time to give props. Let's give you some props this in. Some winners! Because that's what we all need. Winners. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Props, Canty. Game number one. That features the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Canty, in that game, my friend, Patrick Mahomes. 310 and one half yards. Over, under. Carlin, I think I'm going to go with the over for my homeboy. Mm. I think I'm going with the over on passing yards. Listen, I, I have a lot of respect for this Jacksonville Jaguars pass rush. I do. 
But I also know that my homeboy is special, and Andy Reid is going to put the ball in his hands more often than not. Even if it's the short passing game as an extension of the run game, expect to see a lot of that. We got to keep in mind, Jarrett McKinnon has nine touchdown catches for a reason. Yeah. Pat Mahomes is looking for that guy out of the backfield. Also, another fun fact, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense allows a 119 passer rating to opposing tight ends. I don't know if you heard about this guy, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Pretty damn good tight end. Yeah, and he lit him up the first time. I would not be shocked to see it again. I'm going to go over because the number might always seem a little bit bigger with Mahomes, but truly the number doesn't matter. But I'll tell you the one that I love in that game. What's that? Trevor Lawrence over 250 and a half yards. Oh, I love it. I know they want to run the ball, Canty. But for me, I would absolutely jump on that because in the worst case scenario... They're going to end up having to chuck it all over the lot if they fall behind in the first game. Well, half. see, that's the thing. The way the first game unfolded, I don't think this team is going to fall behind pretty quickly, right? You said they were down 21 nothing before they could blink. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening this time around to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think Doug Peterson, the mentee to Andy Reid, is going to let it go down like that two times in a season. And for that reason, I would play the under on Trevor Lawrence passing yards, and I would go with the over on Travis Etienne on the carries. That is, it's uh, on the carries, it is, that's 15 and a half. 15 and a half, and it's 69 and a half yards for him. All right, game two, Giants-Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 51 and a half yards rushing. Over, under. Over. I'm going over. Mm. And I'm not saying it's going to be a whole lot of design runs, but Carlin, I envision a world where Wink Martindale plays a lot of shell coverages. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's two high safeties, and they try to eliminate the big plays in the vertical passing game. But that leaves a lot of air underneath for Jalen Hurts to take off against the Giants' four-man rush. I envision a lot of scrambles from Jalen Hurts, picking up a lot of yardage, similar to what we saw Jalen Hurts do in that primetime game against the Green Bay Packers. I think that's where Jalen Hurts picks up his yards on the ground. I'm going over 51 yards rushing. See, I'm going under because I need to see it first. I I might lay off, but I would go over on both Daniel Jones over over 44 and a half yards rushing and Saquon Barkley 63 and a half yards rushing. I think that's a bit of a bargain right there for Saquon Barkley because if the Giants hang around in that game, they're going to run the ball, and it's going to be because they were running the ball effectively. Give me Saquon over 63 and a half. I'm fading you. I'm going under on both of those. Mm. Sunday, Bengals, Bills, Jamar Chase, 83 and a half yards receiving over under. I'm going to go over on that one. Yeah. Jamar Chase early and often. He's the second best receiver in football behind his LSU teammate, Justin Jefferson. I am also going to go over. And on the flip side... I love Stefan Diggs over 80 and a half yards. And the reason is he's now got three 100-yard games as a Buffalo Bill in the postseason. I think that, that's the L word, my friend. That. Lockadini. Lockadini. Absolutely. And then finally, 49ers and the Cowboys. Canty, we're going a little off the board here. Dalton Schultz over under four and a half catches. Ooh, I actually like that. The 49ers play a lot of cover three. We saw Dalton Schultz take advantage of cover three against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I envision a similar scenario. Opportunities for the tight end in the passing game versus that specific coverage. I love Dalton Schultz at over four and a half receptions in that game. I think that is an absolute winner in that game. 
And Canty, on the totals across the board, one other note, I don't love the over on any of these games. I think it could be a little bit tighter. Like Jags Chiefs is 52 and a half. They combined for 44 points the first time they met. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I like the under. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of the Jags and Chiefs, what a win would mean for Trevor Lawrence in Kansas City. A lot more than you think. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. Just listening to Bubba on Greeny this morning talking about his friend who has invited him to a birthday dinner during the Cowboys game on Sunday. Yeah. Bubba being a massive Cowboys fan. Yeah. And I have so many questions. I mean, number one, how do you do that? Number two, um, with having said that, you know how big of a Cowboy fan Bubba is. Who throws a birthday party or a birthday dinner for themselves? That's a great question, Carlin. I I don't know that I want to be in attendance at a birthday party that somebody's throwing for themselves. Maybe an Aaron Rodgers type? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like it's going in that direction. When I was younger. Maybe some ayahuasca. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully not a Poncha Karma cleanse. Well, I remember being outraged at one point when I I was probably late 20s Mm -hmm. and got invited to a birthday party that somebody – was throwing for themselves. A friend of mine's sister was throwing for themselves at a bar in New York City. Okay. And I went to the bar for this party, and I found out that the cover for the party was 50 bucks a head. <laughs> we had no idea of that going in advance. So you want me to pay 50 bucks to come and celebrate you. Yeah, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. That. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be better served if you just had all the people that attend Venmo you or Zell you 50 bucks? Yes. Wouldn't you come out better? If you, like, it's it's like when I get invited to a wedding now, just understand you're getting the check because whatever that check is that I'm sending, whether it's 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever, that money is well worth it to me to not show up. Yeah, because I don't have to pay for my flight. I don't right. have to pay for the hotel. And you know you're going to spend money at wherever the wedding is. Oh, yeah. So I can eliminate all of those costs by sending you a nice, cushy check and everybody's happy. And I'm sitting on my couch. And I don't love you any less just no. because I didn't come. And here's the other thing. You need to be considerate when it comes to sporting events. My wife and I got married. Yeah. End of January. You know when we got married? 
the week in between, the bye week yeah. between the Super Bowl and the championship games. You know what we are? Considerate. Yeah, I mean, I got married at the end of the NFL preseason. My, my wedding date was August 26th. Nobody cares about the last preseason game. No. Yeah, exactly. We were back and plus, in the chair, plus, ready to go when the season and, started. And we were respect, respectful of people's Labor Day weekend. Yes. We weren't going to ask people to use a holiday weekend to come to our wedding. That's just not right. No. Yeah, exactly. No. I, no. So you don't want to be those kinds of people. And, and if you're... <laughs> But here's the, here's the one thing I will say, Carlin. <laughs> For Bubba with his friend, I don't know. His buddy might be saving him from some heartbreak. Because I don't know that he wants to tune in and watch what's going to happen to oh. the Cowboys on Sunday. Oh, boy. I don't know that he wants to see that. See, but to me, that makes it worse. That that makes it worse. I would I would be absolutely crushed to not watch my team in the playoffs. With especially considering the fact that the Cowboys have five playoff wins in the last almost 30 years. Yeah, and, and, no and, and it's probably and it's game. probably going to stay at that number after this weekend. I would think so. Kenty yeah. and Carlin, <laughs> ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Kenty, Trevor Lawrence this weekend has a very unique opportunity. We were talking about this yesterday. If he were to go into Kansas City and win, what does that do for Trevor Lawrence and his standing among his fellow quarterbacks, especially in the AFC? Well, let's talk about it from this perspective, Carlin. How many quarterbacks have we seen go into Arrowhead and beat Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid? We, we've seen two, right? Yeah, two. Tom Brady's done it. And Josh And Allen. Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, excuse me. Josh, Josh Allen's tried. Josh Allen's tried and failed twice. Right. Now, Tom Brady also beat Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, so if you want to say he did it twice, okay, all well and good. But if T-Law is able to go into Arrowhead in this type of environment, one of the loudest stadiums in the National Football League, and pull this off, I mean, you're having him in the conversation for best young quarterbacks in the National Football League. That they, I mean, he's, he's now in the conversation with Josh Allen, with Joe Burrow, with Lamar Jackson, I think Justin Herbert, and, and, and Pat Mahomes. Like, here's the thing. Pat Mahomes is on a different yes, level. It's a, that's Let's a keep him separate. Scale. Yes. But Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, you feel comfortable saying Trevor Lawrence within that group because you're talking about this guy in his first foray in the playoffs in year two, winning two playoff games, one of which is on the road against the best head coach quarterback tandem in the National Football League yep, right now. Absolutely. And it's coming off of a rookie year where it was an absolute nightmare in every way, to have a coach come in and have that kind of an influence on Lawrence in year two, boy, that would be magnificent for Lawrence. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.